All right, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ryan Peterson with the Malbehaved Racing Experienced Podcast. We are coming to you from the Feel Like a Pro studio here in the Feel Like a Pro garage in Folsom, California. I have uh, today my first call-in guest. We're working with a new software, working with a new uh, a new app, the Ringer app, to do a, a call-in. And uh, so on the line, I have uh, Feel Like a Pro's mechanic and crew chief, uh, Mario Pernetti. Say hi, Mario. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, it's uh, good to have you on the on uh, on the podcast, and we're uh, getting ready to just start trying to do some more call-in stuff. We've got uh, some call-in guests arranged, and I've been working uh, I've been working under the tutelage of Greg White. Um, known Greg for a little while. We're not super great friends, but I've known him, and so I was chatting with him about uh, how to make call-in shows better because he does the Moto America podcast with. Um, actually, they do Greg's Garage podcast. Greg's Garage podcast with Jason Pridmore. And uh, they do it all remote, so they do everything recorded. So I was talking to him about what app he uses. He uses the Ringer app and the Ringer for desktop. So that's what uh, we're, we're trying to record this with. But anyway, so uh, Mario, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Uh, who are you? Where, what, you know, tell us your story. Um, where do I start? I am originally from the Pacific Northwest. So I grew up riding motorcycles in the soggy portion of Oregon and Washington. Um, not all of it's not all of it's rainy up there, but where I spent most of my time riding motorcycles, it was wet and cold in the winter and icy. Um, long and the short, I moved to Calif Northern California in 2003. The weather's much more better for riding motorcycles year round, and I don't know uh, where else. Where else do I go with this? Um, well, I, we're just kind of trying to figure out. So, uh, um, how did you how did you establish your love for motorcycles? What what got you into motorcycles? Hmm. I think probably my first my first solo ride on a motorcycle at about age ten, age twelve. I had a little uh, whatever Honda fifty with the fat knobby tires. wasn't a, wasn't a real dirt bike, but it had oversized wide knobby tires on it and being a solo ride you know and just gone i could i could ride i could go up and over dirt mounds and ride through the concrete and it was great it was a, the, an amazing feeling to kind of be in control but totally vulnerable at the same time and it never it never left i loved the feeling ever since and I've grown with it and it's grown with me. Well, that's, uh, um, dirt bike seems to be where a lot of people start and a lot of people, uh, do that. Do you ride uh, any dirt now? Not really. No. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> tell us what you ride now. Tell us what, uh, what motorcycle you have or motorcycles you have right now and, and how often you ride them. Um, current motorcycle is the 2007 Ducati 1098 Tricolor. It is the first big Ducati that I've ever owned. Um, it's an amazing motorcycle, quite a handful to ride, but <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, my girlfriend has a Honda CBR 250 and that thing's pretty funny to ride. <laughs> I don't think it's capable of getting out of its own way until you get up to speed. And by that time, I don't want to be going that fast on it, not on a public well, road. Well, it's, 
It's funny because you you describe the Ducati as fun to ride, and you describe the Honda 250 as funny to ride. As in, <laughs> one is fun, and one is like, oh my gosh, this is gonna kill me, not in a good way. <laughs> right, right. I said, go motorcycle, go. That's kind of right. it's uh it's it's weird. It was the the first time that I rode uh, Michelle's Ninja 400, the one that we bought her before we bought Feel Like a Pro. I kind of felt that same way. I'm like, this thing doesn't go. And then I realized it because the only way to make the 400 go is to literally wring its neck and have the, the RPMs at redline the whole time. Yes. So yes, it has um, to be screaming. <laughs> yeah, they have, they absolutely have to be screaming. All right. So, um, how did you, uh, how did you become part of the, the malbehaved racing experience and the, uh, feel like a pro family? How did that uh, all come about? That started on a Monday night, <laughs> if you will, at a Ducati bike night here in Sacramento. Um, you and I were at the same table at the same time and yep. a, just a quick minor discussion. And I think it was just very, sh there was very few people there that first night. There might've only been six, seven people tops, if that. And yeah. we kind of, we kind of all had a little bit of discussion of why we were sitting at the table together and so on and so forth. And you'd mentioned some things about PTSD and, and TBI and where your, where your life had brought you to at this point and kind of how you deal with it and how you, um, I guess in all reality, man, it really showed, you showed all of your heart on the table and you didn't know anybody at that table. And I That's, kind of, I, just, I've I, been, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's something, it just, it just something clicked immediately. And I went, I don't even know this guy at all. And I could probably walk over and tell you anything about me and you would, you'd be receptive, you know, in, in, in awesome. any way, shape, form or, or not. It, not the knot, but yes, <laughs> you'd tie a knot in it. It would be awesome. It would be complete. It was, it was a, it was an interesting connection and, and you and I hadn't even spoken yet, you know, and I think it was another, another bike night had gone by there, the Ducati night. And I think your wife, Michelle was there. I brought my girlfriend, Renee. Um, they obviously, you know, the only two women at the table. Nothing, nothing to, to pigeonhole or make it cliche, but they immediately started talking and it was, it was a field day from that moment forward. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I know exactly which night you were talking about. And, uh, that's the thing yeah. is that for me, for me, and that's the whole point behind the podcast, behind the race, the malbehave racing experience was uh, for me, my, my therapy on my PTSD is to talk about it. And, um, uh, my wife's like, Dude, you overshare. We got to find a way to make the podcast less about you and more about the the mission and everything else. I'm like, okay, well, let me uh, let me venture into some some avenues here. And then shortly after that, uh, um, our fledgling DOC, the the Sacramento Ducati Owners Club, well, was getting started. We made we were uh, officially named a a club right around that same time. And then uh, your right. girlfriend Renee um, got tasked with or. Maybe not even tasked with, but volunteered to put together a uh, a ride, a uh, New Year's Day ride, and I think that's the first time that we actually right. rode together. Yes, yes. So, uh, the thing about being in Northern California is that you can pretty much plan a ride on New Year's Day and expect that it's going to be—I uh, mean, it'll be chilly, but it's probably going to be dry or at least rideable. And so, uh, we did a pretty cool ride. Um, that was our uh, 
you were not you were holding back with uh with renee when uh, uh misha and i got to visit with the uh the the 5.0 right with the chp uh yeah i was holding back renee. <laughs> well that was that was kind of an interesting <laughs> yeah that was a, that was an interesting day uh you know uh we we kicked off out of here uh we kind of all met up and uh, so to to paint the picture for everybody the uh the bike configuration for this ducati owners club new year's day ride was two multi-strata enduros myself and john roth uh we had our friend misha on his uh 1199 panigale we had you and i was riding two up with michelle she had just taken the msf course and wasn't even a licensed rider yet uh renee rolled out on her 250r her honda 250r you were on your 1098s uh, tricolore um did we have anybody else with us i don't think anybody else came with us yeah, so uh, we we busted out through uh, like out towards Ione and stopped and had breakfast and and it was a good time. And then uh, John Roth turned back from there. He's like, "Hey, I got to get back home." So he headed home, and we went out. And uh, you hung back a little bit with Renee. Her bike, I think, was having a battery issue, and we were you know making sure that she was good. And I mean, her bike goes 104 miles an hour downhill with a tailwind. Um, Correct. And uh, <laughs> so uh, I was playing a little bit with Misha. <laughs> And uh, we were out on uh, Highway 49, uh, and there's like one place to pass. And we bust out, and I pass like four cars and easily dive into triple digits. And Misha, I'm like, wait a minute. This is the only place to pass. This means there's going to be CHP sit up here. So I like instantly roll off. I'm like, I got to get in front of this traffic and roll off. And Misha goes blowing by and, you know, well into triple digits. I mean, like <laughs> way into triple digits. Um <laughs> faster than i want to actually just you know acknowledge on a podcast um right and right then is when i saw <laughs> mr popo in his black and white and i'm like and we're going to jail Ugh. so uh we go bowling by this guy he rolls out behind us and he, we were going so fast it took him a solid five minutes to catch up um and then we saw him we turned we pulled over and uh, misha started his uh hey uh please don't arrest us please we are we're just having fun we're trying to be safe and the guy's like hey I ain't called for a tow truck yet. Let's talk about your license registration first, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Misha was playing the, oh, I, you know, it's, 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 we're just having fun. We're trying to be safe, whatever else. The guy's like, just stop talking and let me do my job. So Misha's like, oh, crap, we're going to hell. <laughs> uh, you guys finally blew by and, like, stopped. I'm like, no, go, or else you guys are going to end up hemmed up in this, too. Um, in the end, the guy goes and goes, look, you guys both have registration. You both have motorcycle endorsements. Just slow down and we're like yes sir and off we went and tell you what it took us a solid 45 minutes before we even cracked 55 miles <laughs> right that <laughs> was, was, uh, was a good ride but that was kind of how you got got a feel for who it was and it was such a hodgepodge of bikes and 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 it was fun um and that's kind of where the that experience was something we could talk about for a while we took that back back to the next ducati owners club meeting and we're like holy crap can you believe this yeah. so but it was a good time all right, then what uh, what happened next? What uh, what was your next chance to really get out with uh, with the malbehaved racing experience and and feel like a pro? Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think we had a track day. Both of us were out on the same track day. Oh, that's right. We it was uh, I think we did a uh, um it was a fun, it was a fun, a fun track, track day. day. Right. Yep. And so uh, you um I those were before I started working for fun track days. I was kind of like right in the or maybe it was like my first one as a coach no it was my first one as a coach was it? and yeah. 
Yeah, and we took and we took the girls out. Michelle had her. Uh, she had done a couple of wet days on her Ninja Four Hundred, um, but she hadn't done any dry yet, and it was on the east side. And so we uh, we loaded up Renee's bike. We loaded up the ten ninety eight. Uh, Michelle and I had just bought the toy hauler. Um, and so we all went out there and we did a we did a, a, a day where I was coaching and I was trying to work with uh, I was working with Renee a little bit. I was working with Michelle a little bit. That's the one where we figured out that Renee's handlebar was bent at almost like a right. forty five degree angle down. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. No. Like you know what? We're on a second track day because the first track day was May that I was oh, yeah. out on with you. Oh yeah, we just went out by ourselves, and then we 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 did one right. just by ourselves, so, and then we took so, the girls out on one. Right, and then prior to that, I think I went out on. Did I go out on two track days that you were solely doing? I don't remember. You just come out on a on a track day specific. I think so. Oh yeah, I just come out and hang out and see what it was all yeah. about. Yeah, I think there yeah, was think one there of those was, too. I think there was a couple of track days where I came out to do that, and you said something goofy. I think you said something. You go, hey, do you want to? Uh, live vicariously through me <laughs> vicariously through my credit card <laughs> doing this yeah. and i went and i went what do you mean just sitting on my ass doing nothing he goes no and he could help play and i went help play you mean like help have a good time i said how yeah. hard can that possibly be <laughs> well it's uh it, honestly it's not a, it's not a lot hard it's not a lot of work as long as i don't freaking crash but right. uh <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, there was a couple of those out last year, but so, um, and I think that right around that time, um, when we were fixing Renee's bike and we had to get through, you know, we're trying to, you know, we were just game plan on how to get her back out to enjoy the rest of our day. Right. We're uh, working with Dave Moss a little bit on using some, Hey, wh- how would you fix this? And he's like, heat this shit up and bend it straight. Right. Um, you got a torch? He's like, yeah, here, take my torch. And so we went and we heated the bar up and, and burned ourselves a little bit and then uh, straightened it out so that her throttle wouldn't stick and she could go out and play. And that's when I realized that you were uh, you were pretty much just as resourceful as I was and you liked working on stuff, you, you know, even if it was doing it the weird way. And that's, I think, right. when I invited you to, uh, hey, wh- do you want to come out to, with a, uh, a round at AFM with me and, and help put bikes together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I think that's pretty much where we went from there. Started you started wrenching and helping and and uh, pulling tire warmers and just trying to learn you know what I liked as a racer, what I liked as a rider, and how it all worked. And um, I was paying you, in, I think, in sunglasses and some track time, and yes, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much how it flowed. Cool. And then uh, and then Michelle and I got into uh, it, we we. Uh, we had the opportunity to buy feel like a pro and I kind of, you know, floated the idea around you and you're like, uh, let's do this. I honestly, you, you texted me more times about feel like a pro and we're talking to me more about feel like a pro than I think Michelle was. Like, I'm so excited. Buy this so we can do it. You can't stop now. Whatever you do, <laughs> go, go, let's go. Yeah. So it, I kind of, kind of really, um, it flowed nicely, and uh, and uh, we've done uh, what two events together with Feel Like a Pro, where we I think we did Sonoma. Um, actually, I don't think you. Let's see here, I'm trying to really think. It's man, this this COVID nineteen lockdown stuff has got my brain scrambled. That's I don't. All I got to do was Sonoma. Oh, that's right, Sonoma. So that Sonoma was a good one. That was our first day. That was with Pacific Track Time. Um, mm-hmm. We had it was a it was a two day event. Um, yeah. as we spent the first day with uh, Dave and Pat, just trying to figure out what we had gotten into and and realized that we were <laughs> how just, do we set these tents up <laughs> yeah holy crap we did it wrong well that was we did it wrong but they were still up i mean how could it be yeah wrong? <laughs> all right so let's let's talk about the the story of how we did it wrong um 
So we were supposed to be meeting Dave and Pat there. We were supposed to get all get there. We were all leaving out of Ro- Rockland Roseville area at about five thirty, six o'clock. We we're supposed to get to the track at about seven thirty, eight o'clock and set up. Uh, we rolled into the track right around seven thirty, seven forty-five, and we got a text from Dave saying the car wash ate Pat's trailer. Right. Um, <laughs> the, the RV wash ate the side screw out of Pat's trailer, and so they were going to be late. So we're like, um let's just do this. I've seen what it looks like. Let's do it. And so we pulled everything out of the trailer using a checklist that David created. We set it all up. And then Dave came and said, well, you did this, 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 and this wrong. We're like, damn it. So close. Um, we just, you know, they had it all dialed into a science and we just kind of did it by feel. Um, and we were close, but not perfect. Right. So that was it. That was a fun event. Yeah. And not bad at all. We uh, uh, we uh, we each got to ride the four hundreds for the first time that weekend, I think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what was your initial impression of that uh, that Ninja four hundred? I was impressed. Like I had, I had Tell- no idea. I had no idea I could have that much fun on on a motorcycle I've never ridden, on tires I've never been on, and on a track I've never been on. I've That's right. Yeah, that was your first that time track. that you'd ridden Sonoma. Yeah, ever. I've never even walked around it. It was incredible. That was so much fun. Like I, I, I would park my Ducati for ninety percent of the time if I if I can replace the other point with that bike on a track. Yeah, it, it was and that much fun. <laughs> when it's funny, it, it's awesome because I mean, you got to, you got to ride Sonoma, which is not a high, it's not a big horsepower track. It is, it's a smaller bike that is more nimble and can carry good corner speed performs there so much better than like a big horsepower 1000. Mm-hmm. So I've ridden, I've ridden my R sixes there in 600 mode in 450 mode and the four hundreds there uh, at Sonoma. And I have been within three seconds of my lap times on all three bikes. Wow. So the 600s and the thousands really don't give you that much benefit there because there's no long straightaways, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're really wanting to hang it out coming down the carousel and really, really, you know, willing to, to put it on the line going up the hill in turn one, there's no yeah. benefit to having a big bike. No, not at all. So cool. Um it- <sighs> What other things do you, do you have you found out about uh, Feel Like a Pro? I mean, what uh, what do you know about it, and how do you uh, what what's your impression so far? Hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. I think everybody should try it at least once, if not, come back multiple times, and not just because it's my friend's business and it allows me to go out and have a great time and share that experience with other people. Yeah, that is really it. Um, everybody should go play on a motorcycle. That's that, that's not theirs. Allow them to go be catered to have a great time on a road race course of your choice. Hopefully that it falls in line with wherever our event lands us. Um, it's just, it's a good, it's a good fun family feeling. It really is. I mean, I know it sounds so cliche and everybody always says it about the motorcycle industry. Oh, it's, it's family. It's yada, da, yada, da, yada, da. You know, I've heard it a thousand times over working in the industry and then, you know, just being around it, you know, but I think everybody should, should go check it out. Why not? Why would you, why not treat yourself once or twice a year to, I'm just going to drive my car up there in my shorts 
<laughs> get out of my yeah. car and go get it and get on a motorcycle and go have a great afternoon, you know, and have a blast and not worry about anything of gas, load my bike up, unload my bike, deal with There's, it when I get home. <laughs> you know? There, there is something to be said about that. I think it, one of the track days that, uh, that we did together, uh, you rented somebody else's toy hauler. Um, you <laughs> boogered up your exhaust on your, your trickle getting it into the toy hauler. Cause the ramp was too, too steep. You know, it was uh-huh. like, there's so much, I mean, even with, uh, when I was going out, we we're going on going out to do a race weekend with two bikes in my toy hauler. And it's like, we brought, it's like, we freaking moved to the fucking track. Yeah. It's like there's so much shit <laughs> and there's, and then I, I look back and I, I took a step back and I'm like, how can I make this me carrying all this shit to the track better for somebody else? Well, that's exactly it. All you got to do yeah. is drive your, drive your BMW to the track in your shorts and flip flops, pull your leathers out of the trunk, throw them on, jump on our bike and go ride. It's uh, it it's so much simpler. Let us do all the heavy lifting. Let us do the, the, set up canopies and tire warmers and gas and, and everything. And that's, we're really trying to, and that's the whole point of feel like a pro is it, it is you show up just like a flying rider. You show up just like, you know, you're a professional motorcycle racer, a professional road racer. Your job is to get to the track, throw your leathers on, swing your leg over the bike and go and ride. And so less of what we're selling and less of what we're providing is the, the actual motorcycle itself. We're providing you the experience of, man, I want to be treated like, you know, Josh Hayes or Andrew Lee or Cameron Bobier or whoever. And all I got to do is show up and talk about, you know, ride the bike, tell the mechanics what I like and don't like about the bike, communicate with us so that we can make your bike better and then go forward. You know, um, I just had Ken Hill, uh, Liam Grant, and Jason Grant. Uh, so Liam Grant is, you know, at Moto America Junior Cup Ninja 400 racer. Um, mm-hmm. And his dad and Ken Hill came out and did a session, uh, a day with me at, at uh, Laguna Seca. And all three of them were like, hey, can we tweak this? Hey, can we tweak this on the bikes? So our bikes are, are not very adjustable, but there's minor adjustments. And we're like, yes, absolutely. Whatever makes your day better, we're here to do. Hey, you need new coffee. Coffee's good. And, you know, we serve coffee and, and pastries and fruit and snacks and, and Gatorade and, or probably not Gatorade anymore. We're going to go with a different company that, that, that I work with, but you know, there's refreshments and, and great stuff there. And all you have to do is show up, sit in the shaded tent in our lounge area. We're going to have uh, MotoGP or racing, whatever it comes back on the TV on the outside of the RV. Um, we have GoPros so we can sit and do some video analysis. Everything is there. All you got to do is show up, feel like a racer, and take advantage of it. Hard to beat. Yeah, and it, it's pretty cool because the bikes are so much fun. I, I'm i seriously thinking about getting rid of both of my 600s so that I can buy and build some 400s for my own use. It'd be a lot of fun. They'd be they, nice it's, if someone comes up with a, a fully adjustable front suspension would be great. Well, th- we've got some, um, and I don't want to. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. But uh, um, there's a one particular uh, company that really, really focuses on the Ninja 400. Um, actually, they focus on small bikes, and I've been talking to the uh, the owner of the company, and uh, we're looking at some some possible co branding of some stuff with uh, with Feel Like a Pro and this this company. We're going to try and have him on as a, a guest of the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. Um, 
But so anyways, I wanted to uh, introduce you guys to uh, Mario Pernetti. He is uh, a feel like a pro's mechanic. He is our crew chief. And uh, if all <laughs> actually, and if he if he's willing to accept, I'd like to have him as the co-host of the Malbehaved Racing Experience. I think that would be fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. I am honored. Well, I'm very honored. You you bring you bring a lot of levity. I know this is your first uh, your first podcast experience, and you're a little bit a little bit a little bit nervous. Um, but we'll get you sorted out <laughs> a little. <I'm> very nervous. <laughs> I texted him last night. Said, "Hey, you want to be on the podcast tomorrow?" And he's like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't say anything so. But what we've got, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got lined up for the Malbehaved Racing Experience podcast from the Feel Like a Pro studio here in the Feel Like a Pro garage is uh, we're going to have, uh, hopefully we've got uh, Jesse Carter lined up as a guest. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with Carter's track days and Carter's at the track. Uh, they've had uh, a really tough beginning of the season, just like everybody else, because of the COVID-19 lockdown crisis, coronacation, you know, 2020. And uh we were supposed to do a bunch of events with them that have already been canceled. Uh, our Ken Hill school is coming up with them on uh, May 18th, assuming that we get to go play at the racetrack. And we're hoping to, to talk about that soon. So uh, we're waiting on just a, a time where we can get together with Jesse and uh, do a, a podcast with him. Uh, I've got a couple other guests lined up. I'm really going to start, start trying to get uh, some more guests in for Mario and I to talk to them. Uh, this new app is going to be really crucial. So uh, the Ringer app and the ability to have multiple callers on is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> one of the other podcasts I listen to is uh, um, Rubber and Asphalt or Asphalt and Rubber with uh, Jensen Beeler. It's the Brap Talk. And uh, I realized that we talk about Ducatis almost as much as they do. And uh, we might have to implement one of their rules, which is anytime anybody says Ducati, we got to drink. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's horrible treatment on a Ducati. <laughs> I know, right? But, um, and we are, uh, because of the COVID-19 lockdown, we are doing this, uh, this podcast from, you know, a call-in situation. Optimally, we'll get uh, to the point where Mario's here in the studio with me. He's normally here every Wednesday night working on a bike because uh, Wednesdays are our maintenance days. But uh, right now, we're all in uh, segregated lockdown in our own homes. So yes. we'll get to it eventually. But all right, Mario, thanks uh, for right. joining us for this 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 podcast. And we'll, uh, we'll get it published out there. And hopefully, we can uh, set up some new ones with uh, Jesse uh, Carter is our next guest that we're working on. And then uh, we'll introduce some other things as we go. So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Remember, keep the rubber side down. Enjoy your throttle therapy over your bottle therapy. But right now, most importantly, stay the fuck home. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. home.